Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. If you build it, he will. It's the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Couch. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Garrison Financial Friday out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to The Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, The Sports Animal. We're glad to have you along for the next hour. I'm bringing something new to the last segment and it's going to be perfect because you know jared you're probably not don't care at all about this last segment but i've been being hounded all year by our fantasy football mates oh and so they want me to do the lines (laughs) and basically just make fun of everybody (laughs) that's in the league everybody's got kind of a little pet nickname yeah so i'm gonna do it at the end fantasy football sucks I concur. It's it's the most frustrating thing. It's a job. It's such a frustrating thing. So, last night, Possum and I are on. We're we've got a team together. We've had a little struggle staying healthy, so our record isn't what it needs to be. But we're finally getting some guys back. And what happens? Mark Andrews catches two passes for like 23 yards in the first drive of the game, and now he's out for the season. I hate fantasy football. <laughs> I don't know why I agree to play. It's frustrating. So, anyhow, we're going we're gonna, to – some people have guys play, some people haven't, but I can see what the lines are, like the projections. Last time I played, I won the championship. The next year they started all of the garbage – boycott oh yeah take a knee all Uh that stuff i said i'm done done and i can't say that i've missed (laughs) any of it (sighs) i haven't missed it seven weeks (laughs) i've liked it for three (laughs) (laughs) all right uh thunder with the warriors last night we talked about that my goodness isaiah joe went crazy college football this weekend both in-state schools on the road sooners and provo Oklahoma State down at Houston. There's some really good games around the country that will continue to help shape what we're looking at in the college football playoff poll as we get just a couple of weeks away from that Final Four being named. Who might be ripe ripe for an upset this week? Also, the Michigan saga continues after we got off the air yesterday. uh, That lawsuit is now done. And so Jim Harbaugh kind of took his medicine, accepted the punishment, and is going to be out through the rest of the regular season. We got some high school football tonight, round two of the playoffs. One of the like a, a Mount Rushmore game in Clinton with Clinton and Ada. Some other really good ones from around the state. Got some high school hoops tonight as well. But the voice you've already heard, Scotty G, is back on the Scarison Financial Friday. How you feeling, Scott? I'm not feeling very good. I, I I've been looking at this. College pick them. Yeah. Yeah. G Money's at 82. That, that, there's probably like sixth grade girls that are beating me by <laughs> by 50%. <laughs> I've, uh, 
Because con- they pick who their favorite color is or mascot or something, right? Oh, this is so bad. I was consistently the worst of this group throughout most of the season. Oh, that geez. has changed. Jeez, it's just brutal. You are uh, you're closer to the end prize. Yeah. Than the yeah. beginning prize. Time to start tanking. You're 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 not that far away. Time to pull. Time to pull a. <laughs> time to pull, pull a Phoenix Cardinals and tank the season and get the draft picks. Okay, so this is this is a question. And I read an article. I think it was yesterday on ESPN. And it basically, and I'd asked Jared, Jared this maybe last week about who, or may have been Tuesday when we did the NFL, really dug into the NFL. Who in your mind right now? We're past the halfway point. Who needs to be priority number one losing so that they can be in the best position to get what a lot of people are now calling like a a generational type draft for quality quarterbacks? Not just Williams, not just May, but a bunch of other guys yeah. that people think are going to be really good NFL quarterbacks. That'll be draft was it, eligible. Was it eighty four? Was that the Marino draft? Eighty three. Eighty three. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Giants gotta they they gotta lose out. The Giants gotta get a quarterback. Um, I don't. Will the Bears ever be relevant in in football ever again? You know, I got a buddy that's a Bears fan. Great guy, fantastic guy, and I sent him here a while back. I sent him a. A video. You remember the Saturday Night Lives when they had the oh, Bears yeah. fans? Oh yeah, yeah. It's just hilarious. And, and I mean, like, like ten years they they were just living in in disaster after disaster. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's that. They started doing that skit in like '88. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the Bears haven't been any good since then. You know, they had the they had the one. Kind of out of nowhere, Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. That's true. Uh, just out of nowhere. I mean, it was just like what uh, just Devin, happened? Devin, Devin Hester. Hester. Yes. Yeah, he probably scored Return, half the points yeah. <laughs> returning kickoffs. Yeah. Yeah. That was just kind of, whoa, what, what do you mean the Bears are in this, you know? Yeah. And for, from us, our ages, you know, the one thing, one of the, the craziest, most dominant things we ever saw was the Bears defense. Oh my god! In gosh. 1985, oh. and then you know through Singletary a, in the fridge and some others. I, I actually, I actually had one. One of the Christmas presents I got in my life was a Walter Payton, yeah, like full regale, yeah, hat, helmet, and all. Oh, you had to be like three. I was like five. Yeah, yeah I was about <laughs> yeah, to say. Yeah. There's no I was way like five you're years old. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. But then again, so. Cleveland, is there no way out of Deshaun's contract for them? It's fully guaranteed. So even if he gets hurt and they cut him, they're paying him? Afraid so. Yeah. Wow. How bad is that looking? It it is quickly becoming one of the worst trades in NFL history. Yeah. Not only the trade, but then the subsequent. It's one thing to trade away what they traded away to get him, and then the, the and then to compound yeah. that error with the contract. Yeah, because they could have had a very serviceable quarterback, very very cheap. One's Mayfield's making, contract was going to be really cheap. He's making like eight million bucks. Yeah, and Deshaun's making what fifty three million bucks. Yeah, something like that. How beautiful is karma in the year of twenty twenty three? We talked about we it just this talked week. About that oh, yesterday. did you? Yeah. Yes. Two, two of the most between Lincoln Riley and the and the USC Trojans, okay. and the Cleveland Browns. You've got Deshaun. I mean, I know it's kind of your game, but karma just got up in Megan Rapinoe's face this week. See, I was listening the other day on that one. I right got some up stuff to in add her to face. That. You know that just. I mean, it goes right. She, she's on brand with her narcissism. Saying there's not a god and this is, it proves it because I got hurt. Here's Come on, the man. thing: you're listing her as part of your top five most hated sports figures of all time. 
Mm-hmm. She's not even relevant. That's, she's, that's true. She was never yeah. relevant, Aaron. That, she's not a sports figure. She was more of a movement figure than a sports figure. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So. It's, it's, it's she's she's on the same level as like what I said about Tebow in 2008. I love Tebow. Yeah, but the the way he was put out there it wasn't his the, fault. It she's, wasn't his fault. No. She's right there with the other guy that you named. Colin Kaepernick Colin is Kaepernick. not a sports figure. He is a movement figure. He had already lost his job when he decided to become some kind of a politician, political he, activist. He, yeah, activist, he'd right. already lost his job. Activist. And that you know what? And and think about her. To your point, you're right because when she was a stud soccer player, you yeah. didn't hear any of this crap. Stud. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, for Alex Morgan was a, was a much sure. better player on that team than she was. Way prettier. I mean, way prettier. <laughs> that's the problem with the whole thing. That's what that's what's irritant. Instead of getting smoking hot Alex Morgan out front yeah. with something good. Yeah. Our, got, our dads got to live the prime of their life in the 80s when Sports Illustrated swimsuit issues were coming out, and, and that's the women. And, and now we got what we got. I mean, what happened there? Society decayed. <laughs> we went the wrong way. Heck, at this point, it's a good thing there's not a Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition because oh, you know what it'd be gosh. full of. There is actually, and is it there? was uh, full of wieners, probably because oh, everybody's yeah, got on know. that on that track. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. But I did. So, so no, we didn't stay on track because, okay. like you said, um, so you got some hated ones. Oh, I've got my top five hated and my top five loved. Okay. Do, uh, so Listen, it's more fun to talk about the hated ones, so do the loved ones first. <laughs> okay, top five loved, and you'll probably quickly understand there's a theme. There's going to be an OU There's theme. a theme with my top five. No, that's not that's true. Not- Number five, I couldn't believe he was this low. Number five was Troy Polamalu. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, come on. Which, he does not fit the theme in any way, shape, or form. He's just... Had cool hair and was a total, and was amazing. Yeah, he was just absolutely amazing. Very good. Number four, and and I can't believe he was this slow because I really at first I had him at number one, Barry Switzer. Yeah. Come out, talk, talk all the trash. Let his team talk all the trash they want, and just prove it on the field. And went and hung having. What's so bad about talking trash if you go out and prove it on you the can field? Back it up, yeah. You know what happened to those days, and that's what you're going to see here that in was my the style. Theme. That was the style. That's what you're sure. going to see in my theme as we move along. Number three, Roy Jones Jr. Okay, I mean, I don't know how much you guys watched boxing when he was a champ, light heavyweight champ, but that dude was incredible. Number two, Brian Bosworth, and number one, the greatest basketball player of all time. Larry Bird. Larry Bird. I knew you were going to say it. When you, when, you got, <laughs> when, when you got the trash talk theme going, I knew when you said basketball was going to be Larry Bird. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you can tell guys like Dr. J what you're going to score on them mm-hmm. and then go score it on them. Yes. That's, yeah. Okay, go the hated ones. Okay, the hated ones. And I hated this kid. I don't know. If, we've talked about him numerous times. I hated him since the first time I saw him on QB1. Spencer Rattler. <laughs> okay. How do you like him? Yeah, I don't know. He does. You know what? It, he does seem to be a little bit humbled with his experience in South Carolina because he stinks. Well, that's why he's line, humbled. He's getting hit about every play. So um, it's rough. Anyway, moving on from him. Okay. He's the most unlikable high school kid I've ever seen. Like watching him in high school and his. The way he treated other people around him told me everything about where he was going to go in life. Number four, because you always knew which way he bet his money before the game started, Brent Musburger. Brent Musburger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. When you'd be watching a game that that guy was calling, if his team started losing, you just wanted to mute it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt. That there's something to that. Yeah. Number three, and believe it or not, I only have two actual athletes on this list. Number three is the other athlete on the list. Dicker the kicker. (laughs) What? (laughs) Why? Because he robbed us so many times. He snatched 
victory out of our hands twice. Dicker the kicker. Dicker the kicker. God, I can't stand that guy. Um, number two. I think about five other Longhorns I'll put above that guy. I don't care. <laughs> Who doesn't like hating a kicker? Yeah. It's easy, right? It's I easy mean, lots of people even kicker. hate their own kicker, exactly. let alone. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's number two, Zach Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> number two is Lincoln Riley. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's, he, I, you know what was surprising to me? We when didn't we, see, we didn't see a single Lincoln Riley on any of the texts. How? I don't know. It, I think, I think if he was being successful this year, you would have. Because of what's happening yeah. right now, yeah. And, and I also think it was more people immediately think of athlete, the, the players instead yeah. of the Yeah, hey, I'll parts. pile right on yeah. him. I don't care how bad of a season he's having. <laughs> and every time he opens his mouth, I hate him that much more. All right, let me think about number They're one. They're right there, Scott. You'll They're never right get there. number one. Okay, here, here I'm thinking – I mean, is it an NFL player? It's not an NFL player. It is football. Yeah, I was about to say it was a soccer player. It is football. I'll even give you an era, the 90s. Although he's still relevant today, too. Pete Carroll. <laughs> Everybody oh. knows they cheated more at USC then SMU cheated. <laughs> then OU cheated in the eighties. Then Miami cheated in the eighties. And Michigan because of the time, because of the era in which they cheated, and the fact that it was money, and they were already moving towards the NIL, nothing will ever no, no. be tainted on his record. He did. He got out right as the posse was forming. Yep. And he was able to get out of there. And you're right. No one. He's you, just a slime bag, you man. You never, ever, ever hear a bad word about Pete Carroll. No, you don't. No, you, you literally don't. He is the Teflon Don of college football. He, he, I mean, and he's. You know what's crazy? He doesn't look like it. No, that's what I'm saying. The, he's the he's Teflon the, Don. But he's the oldest he's all coach like in the cleaned NFL. Cleaned up and always looking sharp, and he is as slimy as. He's yeah. the oldest coach in the NFL. Yeah. I couldn't believe nobody talked about that either. Cause I was listening. That was a pretty I thought that was a pretty interesting deal. But. See, the one thing the yeah. one thing that I, I feel like I I overlooked some people and it was because these it, it's almost like music. Like you really start you like you, you love music like when you're growing up. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like right, for right. for my age. Everybody, or not everybody, but most people like like the grunge thing started when oh, I was. God, why does anybody like that? Well, this one, but that <laughs> it changed the music. It went from hair bands and guitar solos to that, you know. Yeah. And when you're fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, that's the cool thing. Yeah. And I think that that hatred for athletes is sort of that way too. Like Although, when when, like you said, it was pretty crazy how many people said Bill Lambeer. And, and that's yeah. what I mean, though, because it was back then. It, yeah. it was like when they were first becoming sports fans and becoming, you know, learning. Oh, yeah. You see yeah, what I'm saying? It's yeah. kind of like, the, and so. Well, half of mine's from the 80s. Well, and, Loved and hated. And I'm thinking about the ones that I left. I mentioned Gabe Manecki. You remember him? Texas basketball? See, I don't. I, oh, my gosh. No, I didn't remember him. He was like late 90s, early 2000, or maybe a little was bit Was that like the that. Hollis Price era? Around in there, some I can't remember exactly which teams he played against, but there's so many more from Big Eight slash Big Twelve basketball. Jason Sutherland, you remember him yeah, from Missouri? Yeah, I do remember him. Yeah, I mean that that I hated him with all the passion in the world, but that was when you know, kind of basketball, college basketball. Was coming off of the, the you know the eighties were kind of its well huge and, and time, our but Sooners were actually relevant getting, every year. Yeah, that's right, and you know you, Jason Sutherland is a guy because I, I got to, I kept on thinking. And our that Sooners that. football team was not very relevant and at that's, the time. That's too. a big part of it. It really is those 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 Kelvin years, those early Kelvin years, was perfect time. Yeah, you know because Billy had dropped just a tick, and then you had the Kelvin and Eddie, and those were such great battles. Between those two, right here in the state, and it was—I mean, yeah, Bethlehem basketball was yeah. a way bigger deal to OU fans then than the football game was because they were losing the football game for yeah. the first time in a lot of people's lifetimes and had a chance to win. And and of course, there's also that 
I should have I should have named the lady that that screamed in my ear outside of Boom Pickin Stadium all the way to my car the first time that Les Miles beat us. <laughs> but I don't really think she was a, a sports figure. But that was another one. That guy was on the bubble, too. Les Miles? Les Miles was right there on the bubble. I was trying I, to decide. I tell you what, if the, I, I can think of two people in my lifetime, neither one are here anymore, Dad and Uncle Leon, that they they would have a hard time keeping less miles off, and it's <laughs> strictly because of two thousand one and two thousand and two in the Bethlehem, yep. and that's the only yeah. And two thousand one, I got to go watch Colorado play Texas in the Big Twelve Championship. <laughs> yeah. Bought my tickets three weeks earlier. Yeah, it's strictly because of that, um, for sure. Because that's they hated the guy, yeah. and then from then on, they uh, it didn't matter if we. Going to LSU, they all of a sudden. Oh yeah, yeah the fact it made it even easier. Beside the fact that LSU beat OU in two thousand three, whatever, but they still they just that helped hate. Yeah, as we threw four consecutive times, excuse me, seven consecutive incomplete passes <laughs> from the eight yard line to end the national championship, <sighs> and the one was so close. Oh Play my action. gosh! All right, what's going on? Uh, so hold on, one ahead. last thing that I want to talk about because I think yes. this is something we're probably going to talk about every single week until. Who's going to be in the Big 12 championship? Because because of karma. And because... And because it's the year 2023. Yeah. And because it just wouldn't be right if this one certain guy didn't get to wear that championship belt, which, what a joke. Did you see that yesterday? No. The Big 12 has partnered with the WWE for oh the title my game. Gosh. There's, there's going to be logos on the kind of mixed logos <sighs> on the field and the MVP of the Big 12 title game is going to get a custom made oh, championship cool. I gotta belt. I got to admit that's kind of cool. And who who in this whole conference on any team, but I can think of one dude that absolutely fits the mold of needing to wear that championship belt. Danny Sussman. That's exactly it. <laughs> That's 100% right. Everybody, all the other teams probably have their, but Danny Stutzman, you can just see it, right? Yeah. In you the, can in see the, that being his career if football the, doesn't in, work out. Yeah, in the, in the icy whites with the red helmet, the the, the crimson helmet. Be pretty cool. At, on the stage, and Stutzman's putting on that bedazzled be championship cool. belt. So, so who are you picking to lose? Texas. You think Texas loses tomorrow? I don't. Yeah. I don't. And I actually actually to be honest with you, just the Stutzman thing was cool. The tiebreakers don't really work out in OU's favor all that much. No. With if Texas doesn't lose. Yeah. Texas losing helps them tons. Yeah. In a bunch of different scenarios. Um, but uh, OSU's not losing again. God, if they do, it'd be a terrible loss. It would. So I, I almost think it could be Texas and Oklahoma State. Yeah. I really do because the the one team that I think can win out. I think Texas could lose tomorrow night. I th- it's possible. I wish that I wish the offensive lineman from Iowa State wouldn't have said what he said about oh, them I didn't not knowing. Uh, they don't know what's ready for them. And oh, we've God. been waiting on this. And we're sending them back. It, you know stuff like it's a that. Perfect trap game for Texas. Exactly. Just keep Be your quiet. mouth shut and show up and play the That's game. Say it afterwards. Although we just said if you if you can prove it on the field. Yeah, I just wish you wouldn't have because now you know any. You're right. It was kind of a trap game. It was one of those sleepy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm I'm afraid Texas. I, I I actually think Texas is going to win the conference, and I actually think Texas is going to go to the playoff. I I tell you what, I, the Big Twelve. It would be better financially for the Big Twelve for Texas to win the conference and go to the playoff. It would be what a story if it were Bedlam Take Two. Oh yeah. It's just hard to find the way. For and of that course, test. it would be at eleven a.m. Oh yeah, it's definitely eleven. God bless America. Man, I'm ready for the SEC, baby. Sooners have set a record this year, a school record for the most eleven a.m. games, even without playing in the Big Twelve title game. Are we people that don't, Saturday's people, game a ten a.m. game since it's ten a.m. It's 11. People it's 11 that aren't f- from out here probably think that it's like some kind of rule that we have to be on at eleven. <laughs> I messed up my schedule um, last week because I thought the game was at 11. <laughs> I was hurrying everything. Wait a minute. They play at, what, 6? I, yeah. I, was, I was dumbfounded. Yeah. All right, what you got going on down at Garrison Financial? Hey, we're just, we're you know, it's it's open enrollment time for a lot of company benefits. Uh, come holler at me if you're if you're wanting to shop around. We can do that. Uh, we, we can take care of it all. We can take care of uh, group health insurance. We can take care of family health insurance. We can take care of... 
life insurance, group life insurance, and my favorite of all is 401ks. I can do more for a, for a small business owner in a 401k for their future and for their retirement than they could ever imagine. So holler at me. Let's get you fixed up. All right. Scott at SoonerWealth.com is his email address. 124 North Main is his physical location. 821-1219 is Scott's phone number. We appreciate him stopping by. By the way, we still haven't got to your Steelers. Hey. Six and three. If we been... had a real offensive coordinator. <laughs> they've been outgained every game and they're six and three. If we had a real offensive, we're wasting. We, it's sad. We're literally wasting one of the greatest NFL defenses of all time. The Steelers, and now they get to play backup quarterback DTR, probably backup quarterback next week against the Bengals. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Yeah! Welcome back. Garrison Financial Friday right here on the Skinny on Sports. Got a little bonus, Scott, because I have trivia questions for everybody listening and for these two, Jared and Scott. Can you tell me who is the only school that the University of Oklahoma has played at least twice? That they've never beaten. Is it BYU? It's BYU. Yeah. 0 and 2. 0 and 2. The Sooners are 0 and 2 against BYU. I don't like that. I had heard that somewhere. The Copper Bowl from way it was Gibbs in between the Gibbs and Schnellenberger. And then, of course, the Bradford game. Now, okay, bonus question. There are four schools. That Oklahoma has a losing record overall series against. Can you name them? BYU, Miami. Nope. Not Miami. It's Texas. I'm shocked it's not Miami, but it is Texas. BYU, Texas. Although, let's SC? take a look at from hey Texas fans, take a look at the record since <laughs> World War II before you get all excited. SC is one. Okay. LSU. BYU, Texas, SC. I'm going back to 70s. I'm See, trying, okay. There's, there's some bowl this, games. Maybe in there. Notre Dame. There it is. Notre Dame. Okay. Yeah. That was that was Trammell yesterday. That was his. He, he that was, was a good one. Talking about that. Because I wouldn't have guessed, and I never would have guessed 0 and 2 against BYU. 0 and 2. First of all, I would have thought that they'd played more in the 80s. I mean, in the 80s, we played pretty key matchups. Yeah, there you go. USC on the text line. That's it. USC, Notre Dame, hmm. Texas, and BYU. That was Trammell's stat. Now, if it's wrong, blame him. Okay. I didn't actually look it up. I just listened. Yeah. There yeah. isn't a – you would think somewhere in there there is a one-time matchup where, you know, like an 0-1. There's, right? there, yeah. there's like 10 of those. Oh, uh, okay. And there's some pretty amazing names. Oh, I'm sure. That aren't around well, the anymore. The 90s were brutal. No, so. no, 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 no. I'm talking about like the 1890s. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> it's stuff like the like Norman. Kingfisher High School. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like Norman Ariel Zoomers or something. Yeah. Like that. I mean, there's some pretty, pretty crazy. A pro team. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty crazy hey, ones. One thing. Can we stop talking about James Madison? Please. Oh, I didn't know. Well, it's we not a sweetheart story. Words. It's not. Okay. They haven't played anybody. Yeah, good good for them that they moved up with the big boys and they're beating all of the teams that they used to always beat. Now they're the ones Ugh. though they're the ones that they can't go to a bowl, right? They can't go to a bowl. ESPN's there this weekend. Yes. Cause they, they were trying to petition to be able to go quicker. Yeah. I mean 
Let, let him, him go to a bowl. Why do they? Go. Who cares? Probably less money into the NCAA's personal pocket. They probably have to divvy out more money for the from the director's pocket. Well, here's that. my deal. They they have that you know those special exemptions for teams that aren't any good, but there's so many bowls that you got to fill them. Yeah, just let them play. Yeah, who wants to see five and seven? Whoever. Yeah. And five and seven, whoever doesn't want their team in there either. No, they're probably fired their coach. They're trying to keep their guys out of the portal. Yeah, they got a lot more better things to do with their time than go play whoever. Yeah, yeah. So who? who I heard I heard you a little bit the other day. Who? Who's your top pick for the Aggies? Next head coach. Who would I pick? If it was my, if it was me, Lane Kiffin. That's what you said. Yeah, that's that's a good Lane pick. Kiffin. But word is the UTSA guy. They interviewed did him. Interview him. Yeah, hey, which they're not going to pick I, him. I'm surprised they're interviewed. Just, I think they should. That, that, that's it. Would be a great pick. I think it would be too. And has he had less than a 10 win season in the last? Like, this one. Oh, is he? Yeah, they're not very good this year. But he's connected. He's he, yeah. He's um, knows every high school in, in Texas. Has a lot of inroads with high school coaches. Yeah, seven and three. Is well, what they are. Still, they're undefeated. And they got two more games undefeated coming. Undefeated in the American Athletic Conference, um, so still a chance. Let's see who they got: South Florida and Tulane. So Tulane. Yeah, that'll be tough. That'll probably decide who plays in that title game. And South Florida has SMU. athletes too. SMU, I think. Tulane, SMU, and and yeah, UTSA are the the undefeated ones right now. Yeah. Yeah. I would pick the Lane Train. I I would say that that kid, that guy from. San Antonio would be, I mean that would, that would be a smart pick. So that's why it won't happen. Yeah, because A and M never makes a smart pick. Who would you if you could for for the humor of it, like the A and M, you silly. Who would that be? Oh, you mean a, uh, the the dumbest pick they could make? Yeah, pretty much. Oh gosh, um, I would say. Yeah, I don't think he's really well. They've talked about him. If you brought Lebby in, oh, they being as young as he is, I don't think they. But there has been some talk about him. I don't know who you're thinking about. Somebody. Oh yeah, for sure. Who do you got, Jared? Well, I know who you're going to say. Who? And when you say it, it does make you laugh out loud. Well, it's Dion. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That would be hilarious oh, hey. on on both sides just to watch that train wreck happen. But can his son leave? Somebody told me that they changed the rule that once you that now, if you transferred last year, you can't transfer this year. There is, I think, there is a double portal yeah. set out of year rule. So he's going to stay at Colorado for one more year. I think he's. I, I've said it, this even before. I think he stays there as long as his son's there, and then I think his next job, Dion's next job, is in the NFL. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I thought Dion's next job was going to be at Florida State, but they might not be firing anybody at Florida State. Nope. They might no, have finally well, found their guy. Yeah, and how his name's come up too. Yeah, and the A and M. And how funny would that be? Back to back dudes oh, that gosh. won at Florida State that go down and can't win at A and M. Oh, and and I also got to give you credit. Your Oregon State pick is looking pretty salty. Listen, we're about to get to college football, and we're going to talk about who's right for an upset. Well, since it takes me ten minutes to get yeah, up, yeah, I know that's nowadays, the whole thing anyway. about it. <laughs> <laughs> that that is that's my pick. Who's right for a nut step this week? A lot of people. It is like Washington. Him. Did you, have you heard Mark's stat? He said it every single day, numerous times. Oregon State at home is seventeen and one in their last eighteen against the spread. Wow. Oregon State and the has spreads one and a half. Washington this week. Watch out. When did Corvallis become this trap? When the when that when did that become such a hard place to play at? When Jonathan when Jonathan Smith became the coach, yeah, yep. Um, they they remodeled that stadium and yeah, they, they did do they, that, but they didn't try to make it bigger. They just made it like nicer. And when you watch, it's it looks like it's just a zoo there. Kind of did what Oklahoma State did a little bit, a little bit, and yeah. and it's really really working. Um, so who's going to be in the conference championship out there? If you're picking Oregon State to win this weekend, you talk about a train wreck yeah, out there. Yeah, but they've got two losses. Right, I think it's still Washington. So it's still going to be Washington, Oregon. Well, then, yeah, well, unless Oregon State can beat Oregon. How many conference losses does UCLA have? No, they're I'm out of pulling it up right uh, now. Yeah, they're down the list a little bit. Their conference losses? Three and four in conference. Oh, wow. So Where does, um, Washington, Oregon, yep. zero and one. Then you got uh, 
shockingly, you know who's third in that conference right Is now? Is Washington State still right there? Uh-uh. Washington State's one and six. They're at the bottom. Utah. Arizona. Oh, wow. The Wildcats, five and two. Think about the, that loss that they had to USC. They yeah. should have won that game. Yep. Yeah. They should be right there with Oregon. Yeah. And then Oregon State. So Oregon State, so they can play. So where's Arizona's coach going to go? Because you talk Ooh. about doing a heck of a job. Yeah. That is Jed Fish. What is his background? That's a good question. <clears throat> but, okay, this I think there's a promo about this right now running. Mississippi State. It looks like they might are going to be set to hire the guy from Liberty that came from Coastal Carolina. That Jamie Chadwell or whatever that, but another name that had been brought up was uh, was was, uh, was and Malzahn. If you're Gus Malzahn, it's a step up from UCF to Mississippi State, I think. But Mississippi State but and the SEC versus UCF in the Big Twelve. Mississippi State is a ceiling job. Who have you seen move on from Mississippi State? Dan Mullen. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Mullen. That's true. That's about it. And that's because he had your incredible quarterback. Dak. By the way, ought to be some MVP talk about Dak. Two weeks ago, you were cussing the guy. Ought to be. Ought to be some MVP. You were cussing the guy. Needs to be some MVP talk about Dak. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, we were were on college football. I'm just saying. (laughs) Ought to be. TJ Watt needs to win the MVP. But – Remember, uh, Miles Garrett might actually have a chance. Yeah, that's true. All right, so Jed Fish. Yeah, where's he from? What's his lineage? The New Jersey Red Dogs. He was a GA at Florida. In, what, for Zook? No, no, for Spurrier. Then he's oh, been, how old is he? Uh, 47. Oh, he's older than he's been. He's been a total NFL guy. Huh. Because uh. after the GA at Florida, he was with the Texans, the Ravens, the Broncos. Then he went back to Minnesota for one year, the University of. Then the Seahawks, Jacksonville. Then he then he went to work for Harbaugh in 2015 and 16. He was a Patriots guy, and that's where he got hired from. He was a Patriots quarterback coach and when he got hired to Arizona. He went from a quarterback's coach in the NFL to a head coach in a Correct. Power 5 conference. He went to Florida. Hmm. From Florida. That's a He played at Florida. <clears throat> yeah, it's is all the modern. So that's that's pretty a wild array. Yeah, it is. And I don't know that you could say you know like when Jared we're talking about the A&M job, he was talking the the grub guy. Ryan Grubb, the offense coordinator at Washington. It's getting a lot of love. But what's his con- I mean a and M is, don't you? I would feel like you'd have to have some sort of connection to Texas and the Texas high school football coaches, yeah. and he doesn't really have any of that. Neither no. does this guy. No, but this guy doesn't really have a a connection to anything college wise. I mean, he spent one year at Minnesota. He spent two years at, at Michigan. I'd be real interested. One to, year at heck, he was. Where the, is he getting his players? That's where I yeah. – where is he recruiting his players well, from? Hey, because Ar- Arizona you, and Southern Cal football, high school yeah. football, is you talk about a hotbed. But you mentioned he's – he's we went to Florida. I don't know if he's from Florida. Maybe does he have some connections there. Florida's always a hotbed, too, of mm-hmm. recruiting. Yeah. Just ask Oklahoma. Um, yep. So I wonder if that might be a, a selling point. Go get this guy because he can get you into the state of Florida. But to be able to win at and Arizona in, yeah. is – Arizona is one of the hardest jobs in the country. Oh, Absolutely. my gosh. Ask Mike. Yeah. Man, this guy, did you know he, so he was the interim head coach at UCLA. That had to have been when Carl Durrell got fired before yeah. Chip Kelly got hired. Yeah. In 2017. No, not Carl Durrell. He's the one that punted to Antonio three times. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. Yeah. So, yeah, twenty. that's why he has been all over the map. Yeah, that's far out. He's with the Rams. And he was with the Pats, and now he's the head coach in Arizona. Yeah, he's doing a heck of a job. So, I still feel good about my Oregon pick to win the Pac-12. I do, too. I feel it, good about him. All right. I've put Jared on the spot a few times about the, the playoff. Give me your four right now. Who's making the playoff? Who's making the playoff? Um, 
I'm going to say Alabama and Georgia because I think Alabama is going to beat Georgia in the SEC championship. Um, I'm going to say whoever wins between Ohio State and Michigan in the Big Ten championship and Florida State. So no Pac-12. Nope. Nope. Because I think that they're going to have a one-loss team out there. And a one-loss Bama will definitely be ahead of a one-loss Oregon. So how does – and Texas not the Big 12 champ at one loss? Ooh. Yeah, they'll go right to the, but what have you done for me lately? And they'll say that they won the SEC championship. That's the hardest conference to win in the – yeah. Yeah. Although Texas went to Alabama and beat them in Alabama. I just yeah. think the media is so starved to have Texas back because they keep telling us that and they want to be right that they're going to push Texas to get in this thing to say, see, well, we told that, you they the, were back. The, the money. And the money. Hey, I, Alabama's a big-time money program. I don't know that there is a bigger money program when it comes to the bottom line than what Texas – we've been saying it for forever. I mean, the fact that they've struggled – is uh, is unbelievable. See, once again, Texas is back to what? What are they back to? They haven't been there. They haven't been. You no, can't I'm go back. I'm not arguing back. that, but I'm just saying that's what it the just media wants. Me crazy. To, the media wants it to happen. They've won they just, three Big Twelve titles. What do you mean? What are they back to? They're back to where they usually are, six to fifteen. They're I mean, ranked six to fifteen at the end of every year, uh, right? Just, that's the Texas. I mean, and, and that's the narrative. Back, yeah. back, back. Hell, back to what? We shall see. So yeah, I I stick with what I said. It'll be Bama and Georgia. Bama will beat Georgia in the SEC championship. That will vault them. Um, and then the winner between Ohio State and Michigan and Florida State. Although I mean, if you want if you want to be honest, Texas probably should be ahead of Florida State, even with Florida State having a lot being undefeated. But. Uh, Florida State's an interesting, and it's just the ACC is a big part of it, and not playing certain. You know, they didn't. We didn't see certain matchups. Yeah, and Miami is abysmal. Will Miami ever find a head coach? Good lord. Let's see what Florida State's got left. Florida. Yeah. Oh, in North Alabama. You talk about a gauntlet. Florida has had a. They've had a schedule this year. Yeah, there's every now and then where the one of those SEC East teams ends up having to play some of the good ones from the other side. Yeah, and it's rough. And then to have to play Florida State and Miami also. I mean, when Miami is one of your lower key games of the year, that's a pretty big time schedule. Yeah, and they played Utah. Yeah, that's open. right. I forgot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're out of conference. It was Utah, Florida State, and yeah, and then yeah. McNeese, and they didn't play Miami this year. But they, it seems like that's a, yeah, every couple of years. That athletic director needs to be fired. In Charlotte. Yeah, they played a tough schedule. Yeah. I'll tell you who else has played a hard schedule. And they say this every year. I think, it, like, the last five years they've had the hardest schedule in the country. Arkansas. Yes. Arkansas plays the hardest schedule every single year. Yeah, they've had it And just because rough. of the West. Mm-hmm. And then they get Mizzou. It's one of their East teams this time. Well, after I watched BYU beat them, BYU, I thought, man, BYU's yeah. for real, and all they've done since then is lose every game since. All right, so what are you, what's your thoughts? What are y'all both of y'all feelings about the state schools this week? Uh, OU wins doesn't cover. The whole going to Provo thing, I've been very vocal about this. It, it scares me. It's a different atmosphere. Obviously, a different climate, different time zone, all that stuff. So, but I think they cover. I think that offense kind of. Well, you over. think they do? Cover oh, I'm sorry, no? don't cover. Okay. But I think they win. win. I apologize. Because what is it? Twenty four and a half. Last I saw. Yeah, I think it's something like fourteen, seventeen. That's a lot of win. points in a, in a what's going to be a messy, messy game. Yeah, it's supposed to be and cold the, and raining. The, the, yeah, yeah kind of Kansas conditions. So yeah, that that one I think they're fine and or whatever. I think they win, and then I think OSU bounces back. Were they a seven and a half, eight point favorite, mm-hmm. six and a half? I think, I think they're fine. Houston, you talk about BYU being bad. Houston's no good either. Yeah, but then they turned right around and gave Texas all that all that Texas wanted. Yeah. How so much does the I mean, Holgerson yeah. thing play? Because you know, I, I I don't think he was super happy with the way 
some of the things that when he was at OSU, how much does that play in? Because he can he rally the troops? Yeah, for him, you know, his job may even be on the line, mm-hmm. and this would sure be a a nice little feather in his cap, I would think. Yeah, it would. It would. But I I'm kind of with you. I I think Oklahoma will win. Not cover. It's going to be ugly. I, golly, I, I've so many people this week have told me, oh, we finally found our offense. No, we didn't. That's the same offense we saw the first three games too. Just West Virginia couldn't stop that. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, all, yeah. Don't tell and, me that and, we found they our. Got, they got on a roll and they just kind yeah, of snowballed. Just, yeah, yeah. No, don't tell me that we found our offense yet. Um, you know, this is just crazy. What's crazy about it is. And I, I, I'm not sitting here saying that there haven't been like, oh my gosh, what's going on on offense? It's like the fourth best offense in the country. We're so spoiled though because it's not. It, it doesn't look right. It but does, the and it doesn't look right. Three game disaster. Nick Anderson was wide open all three games, all three games. Stoops was open all three games. Now against Oklahoma State, you saw that Stoops was open all three games, but he just quit throwing to Stoops for those two games. I don't know if they had a, they had a. Best friend breakup for a couple of weeks, or, or what happened there? But uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I do think I think Texas is in trouble. I do. I. I'll say it right now. Iowa State will definitely cover, and I I, I think Iowa State has a real chance to win that game Saturday. That's I'm seeing nine points. Yeah. Oh no 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 seven and a half. Open at nine, down to seven and a half. Okay. So that means so yeah, some I'm people, not the only one picking yeah, that. People are uh, definitely in a little bit of agreeance there. Texas yep. by a field goal. You pick Texas by the, a field these goal. are the games. It just seems like, and, and they've already had a few of them. Houston was one TCU. last week against TCU was Kansas one. Kansas State, Kansas State was one where you just go, they just find a way to win. Yeah, yeah. And that's when when they're good. When, when Texas is actually a good team. They just find ways to win those games. Well, but I mean, I mean it's, but that's they, everybody. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's two thousand two thousand Sooners. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean we were all on credit. our knees yeah. in the A and M game praying, and mm-hmm. sure enough, you know, give Texas credit. They 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 are winning games they would have lost a couple years ago. Well, Kansas before we went to Texas in the two thousand mm-hmm. season, mm-hmm. same thing. I mean, we were at home. There I was down with, at with, with tickets to OU Texas for the first time in my life, and we're down to Kansas at the half, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, do I even want to go? Mm-hmm. So. All right, good stuff. All right, yep. got to take a break. Come back, wrap it up. Jared's got to go do Tradio. Yeah! <laughs> and I got to talk about fantasy football. <laughs> I'll trade you. It'd be funny for you to do this. And you don't know who any of these guys are. (laughs) I'll totally trade you. We do have the worst commissioner ever, but it's true. We'll be back. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Wrapping up a Garrison Financial Friday. Scott at SoonerWealth.com is his email address. 124 North Main is his address. 8211219 is the phone number right here in Elk City. He can do all your financial planning, shops the open market, bringing the best value, as he talked about, on life insurance and investments. Scott at SoonerWealth.com. All right, it's the time of the show that nine people have been waiting on. I don't know if there's any more than that, but uh, nine of them out there have been waiting on the fantasy football lines. I finally gave in to talk about the fantasy football league. 
I mentioned before the break, the worst commissioner ever. And that's literally what his name is. On his, uh, it ought to be on his team. There's lines. There's been some some people played last night. I've already hem-hawed and whined about my mine and possums issues from last night. Finally getting everybody healthy. Devon A. Chan's coming back off the IR. And it's like, all right, Katie bar the door. Can we win five in a row and get all the way back into the playoffs? Avoid the hot chip for sure. And things started exactly like that last night. You got Lamar finding Mark Andrews, 4.3 points in one drive. You start going, oh, man, if he can do that again this half, that's eight, then the 16, no, no, no. And he goes down, and he's done for the season with an ankle. So that's done. And now the hot chip is maybe screaming its way toward my mouth. But the line, there's been some – there's definitely been some shenanigans behind the scenes from one player in particular. 0.5 MOY is what we call him. He's absolutely has done his best to sabotage his own probably league championship. And now he is also in danger of the hot ship. So the and, and the by far the biggest beneficiary of this sabotage has been the man who has a hat made after him, the Bob. And right now, if you look at the line that is being set by the ESPN projections, the Bob is set to roll possum and I. 126 to 98.9 now. That's a little bit closer than that because we have yet to make the move that we'll make as soon as HN gets officially released off of the IR. His points aren't in our total. But even if they were, it's only like 12. So then it's uh, 126 to, to 110. I'll take us. Plus 16. HN will be healthy. HN's faster than about anybody in the league. And he's had four weeks off. Everybody else is kind of beat up. 12.7 is a little low for him, especially with most questionable. So if the line is, you know, plus uh, us plus 16, give me give me me and Possum and probably have a decent chance at, at, a, at a huge upset there just to win right out. The closest are the middle two here. K-Hole, who is medically challenged with an ulcer and probably can't survive eating the hot chip at the draft next year we may have to have some sort of emt on site in order to make sure that 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 k-hole lives he's uh he's playing two people hezbollah and the fist the fist had a middle of the season coming off an early season high of killing an elk and proving his manliness by being able to pack an elk in 12 hours and march across Canada or wherever he was, Colorado. And that's just kind of gone down. It's gone downhill. He let Hezbollah out of his cage for one single day, and all of a sudden their team got worse. That one's 142.1 to 140.9, the projections. I'll take K-Hole. He's had a nice team all year long. Then you got the worst commish ever. There's been multiple infractions, according to everybody else in the league, that the commish has made. Starting on draft night, where he got to have three picks each round and got to pick first with those three picks each and every round. And everybody just kind of had to sit there and take it. Problem is, he was so unathletic he didn't he wasn't able to throw a golf ball 10 feet onto a green which put him behind the eight ball picking down the order and that has helped in some in, in some fashion here he's been riddled with injury just like we have and then the big guy the big guy has counted on Travis Kelsey for the entire year some days it's worked some days it hasn't 
This one is projected to be a .1 difference. Everybody, in the, the winner kind of separates himself from the chip. The loser is right down there with us in, in really tough shape for having to eliminate their esophagus and maybe their entire stomach with the heat that comes off the chip. Everyone in the league's rooting for the big guy this week, and I am too. The big fella, poor big fella. He's one of those Chicago Bear fans we've talked about. Long-suffering. He gets Justin Fields back this week. Paper cut still hasn't. Um, he did apologize to everybody for his actions after the Bedlam loss and the rudeness that he displayed. I don't know if he meant it, and that may be his downfall this week, was kind of a half-hearted, fake apology to the rest of the group in his fit of anger after the Sooners lost to the Cowboys. So the big fella, he's an 11-point favorite. I think the big fella might cover that spread. Paper cuts just limping by, playing the worst each and every week. He gets a chance to to play the – the worst team, just the way the schedule works out. I think that's going to change this week. And then Jackson Mahomes. Leader of the entirety of the league. Because .5 MOY is an idiot. He literally got, I think he got bored. I think the bald .5 MOY, he got bored just winning in the early going. He was able to – his draft was, was brilliant, partly because we weren't around him, but to get Tyreek Hill with the ninth pick and then to, to pull, fan, to, to pull uh, a rabbit out of his hat with Alvin Kamara and not worry, not worry about the first four weeks of not getting to play because then he had Zach Moss in, in Jonathan Taylor's spot because Taylor wasn't playing. I mean, it was, it, it was set up to be one of the best – one of the best uh, seasons of any football, and he blew it. And now, instead of at the top of the heap, he's down there trying to fight his way out of a chip that'll burn going in and going out against the leader, against the league leader in Jackson Mahomes or Paper Cut's brother-in-law. We haven't really settled on a name yet. It's one of the two. There's a big spread in this one. The biggest spread of the week, 19 points. And point five. Point five deserves, out of all the people, even as bad as the commish was on draft night, even being that bad, the person that deserves to eat the chip the most because of his arrogance in believing that he could pull a couple of the bottom feeders up and out of having to eat the chip. Point five is the one that deserves to have to eat the chip. And because of that, we'll all be rooting for Paper Cut's brother-in-law, a.k.a. Jackson Mahomes this week, to crush the 19-point spread that he's favored by. That's our fantasy football league. It's a lot of fun. There's nothing like working for about, an, oh, I don't know, 30 minutes or an hour and looking down at your phone and seeing 58 notifications. And by the time you get done reading those, there's another 58 because, let's be honest, a whole bunch of these people have nothing better to do than just text the group all day. Anyhow, it'll be fun. We'll talk about it on Monday. High school football playoffs tonight. High school basketball tonight. ParagonTV.com. A whole slew of games coming. On the small school, high school hardwood. On the fantasy football section, the identities were kept secret because nobody cares. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back.
Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice.